everyone, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage, which is obviously not happening right now, but hopefully one day we'll return to the stage. I am also a digital content creator. Come at me for some custom content, some videos, some fetish work, all the things. And I am a former sugar baby, so I've had a bit of experience in the sex industry here over the past seven to eight years. And now I'm doing this podcast because I believe sharing stories of the lived experiences of sex burgers is really important. It's humanizing, it's personal, and it's real. So I am really delighted to bring on this week's guest, who goes by the name of Miss Lady Vanessa. And I was actually... (laughs) She was actually recommended that he know that I bring her onto the show by another erotic masseuse who who was also on the show, Miss Lexi Caldera, who was like, you gotta interview this woman. She is a veteran and she's a force to be reckoned with. She knows a ton of stuff. She's been in the industry forever. And, and after that's, pest- so funny. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. She she was like, you have to get her onto the show. Okay, Lexi, make me sound like I'm a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Not a dinosaur, just very experienced, which you're going to go spill all the beans, all the tea today on basically Nuru, erotic massage, the services that you offer, and also sex work before the internet was born. Like, this is going to be something really interesting that I have never talked about on the show and I believe you might be an expert on this so this is why you're here right yes right millennials hold on to your seat (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to get into this all but Miss Lady Vanessa oh my gosh I am so glad that you were here thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chit chat with me in this Friday afternoon (laughs) Absolutely, Steph. You know, I'm so actually, I'm excited and I'm actually thrilled that I have peers that maybe look up to me a little bit or even recommend me to offer advice and knowledge and anything else for those that are listening that are within the industry Mm -hmm. as well as who are not in the industry. Yes, there has been a lot of interest, at least on my my podcast. Lexi's episode was insanely popular, and it was the first episode I did on erotic massage, so I just feel like I need to give more love to this avenue of sex work. So again, bringing on the experts like yourself. <laughs> absolutely. Just seems yeah, so fitting. I'm absolutely on board with that. Yeah, like... I don't know if I butchered your intro. Like, I, I only know a little bit about you. I've done a little bit of, like, digging on Twitter and stuff and bugging you on Twitter. But did you want to let the audience know um, who you are, what it is that you do, and go? Wow. Where do I begin? <laughs> well, first of all, um, I am located on Vancouver Island in the hub city of Nanaimo. So if you are looking for something a little different, mm-hmm. exciting, and want to spice up your island vacation definitely stop in and see me or if you are a local and still want to spice up a little something within yourself or your love life with your partners i'm definitely the person to see so what i do provide is i am a full service sex worker and love every bit of it Mm -hmm. but i also branch off into erotic massage touch 
and what I call sexual healing. I think sexual healing and yes. companionship and touch is vital to everybody's well-being. Yes. Personal or to help a relationship, I think it's just important. Absolutely. It is so uh, important, yeah. especially like in the times that we are in today. Like, that is lost nowadays, <laughs> you know? Oh, God, you're telling me. And actually, now that you bring that up, I mean, COVID has kind of dropped all of us in reverse and yeah. on, on our asses because, like, what do we do? And even a year later, we're still kind of figuring this out. And with uh, social distancing and not being able to hug and touch, it's taboo now. Mm-hmm. Our industry, you would think, would be a fail but to be honest with you when it first started I did everything by the books you know I stopped working for for three to four weeks and Mm. I realized I can't sustain my my lifestyle my living with this so and people need touch so I went back to work and I offered massage only Mm. and let me tell you it was the busiest I've ever been wow it was amazing yeah it was amazing how people were feeling the lack of just human interaction yeah so it just yeah it made me realize how how essential sex work and human touch really is 100 percent. and i love how you use the word essential it literally is essential and especially in the in the way that you framed it you know well sex is obviously it's a natural thing everyone wants it right (laughs) there's no shame in that and no and it's Go ahead, please continue. Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was going to say how it's amazing how not only sex, but even more so the sex industry has is so dark and so stigmatized mm-hmm. that we can't see ourselves in the light having sex and let alone paying for sex or offering sex as a service. Mm-hmm. It, and that's what we're working for, to, you know, towards today. It's time to stop the stigma and decriminalize everything about it because it's natural. Yes, 100% natural. And as you said earlier, human touch is so needed and is essential, as you said as well, because a lot of us need and crave that humanness, that touch, mm-hmm. that connection. And it's something like whether it is sexualized or not, like, and we'll get into this later too. Like, even some services that you offer too with cuddling, even that is so comforting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that I think that just comes from from the time we were born. Our, mm-hmm. our mothers and our you know we were cuddled, and well, hopefully if we we're fortunate enough. Yes, we've we've experienced that from day one. So continuing that into our adulthood, it's not. You know, it's not it's not a kink. It's it's mm-hmm. it's what we need to to and the world would be a better place if everybody just cuddled and made love. Really? Yeah, agreed. Like who? I'm sorry, but who doesn't love cuddling? That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> great. <laughs> well, I but yeah, as you said, like I do offer a lot of sessions yes. that are pretty much. I'll tell you first of all, first of all, all my sessions. You would think I am offering a service for others and they are geared towards others, but mm-hmm. they all start with me. Mm-hmm. All my sessions are anything that I love to do. So it makes me the happy hooker. Like I'm able to provide these services and enjoy what I do because 
do the things that I like to do first. And then mm-hmm. if I can give that to you and you leave here happy, then, hey, it's a win-win. Absolutely a win-win. Yes. And I, you say it so eloquently. <laughs> Oh, it's, perfect. it's perfect. It's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, awesome. I cannot wait to get to know you better. So why don't we just dive into things? I want to know how you got into sex work. Like, what was it that drew you to this line of work? Was it, uh, were you inspired by something or someone, was someone else that you knew in it or something that you've always inherently wanted to do? Like, tell us your story. I would tell you exactly what it was. I was walking home from school one day, mm-hmm. and in the bushes, I saw this bright pink novel. And I love reading back then. No. <laughs> so, it's like internet, or, yeah, you played outside, and you read, and you watched it. Mm-hmm. This pink novel, and I pulled it out, and it was entitled The Happy Hooker. The Happy Hooker. With, okay. And the, the Happy Hooker, and the author was his name okay and she was a uh, a call girl madam business oh. back in the late 60s so as a 12 year old my eyes i started reading this novel and it just it just captured me right away yeah like there's, here's this powerful woman she's sexy she's smart she's just in a man's world back then she was just at the top of their game even so mm. it just it that's where the whole uh, basically where I knew I was going to be born to be a hooker. Wow. That, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. And it's 12 so, and this book. Oh my gosh. Yes. Please tell us more. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, as a kid, you're already kind of, I guess, open to and easily persuaded to, to, to try new things and everything. Yes. And even though I wasn't sexually active at 12, you know, it was always a curiosity. So when I, I was reading the words of this this madam and call girl. It just opened my eyes to a brighter world, and I wanted to, I wanted to live that. I wanted to be that. Yeah, yeah. And so it always stuck with me. Obviously, I you know I wasn't a twelve. It didn't take long. No, <laughs> it didn't take long. No, I I, I came to home. My parents, you know, instilled in me so many great things and accomplished student and accomplished athlete mm-hmm. and when the time came where i don't know i guess a gentleman he, uh, he approached me when i was 16 and he made the life seem so great come to find out he was uh, a pimp in vancouver oh. and i grew up in the fraser valley where you know it was the bible belts yes. and still in the back of my mind i'm thinking about you know the life and the industry and how glorious it sounded and he just made it sound even more glorious right and yeah i listened but at the same time you know i was young and i was i decided that's not the lifestyle for me mm. i had high hopes to do other things in my life not to sell my ass and mm-hmm. <laughs> give all my money to a man but hey it that's that's where it all began oh like who who was this person was it just a random person that approached you or something that you knew or like what was the connection there? No connection. That's no just connection. what they did. Pimps oh are God. scavengers. Yes. Well, they, <laughs> they, they target young they women. They prey on. Yeah, they prey on what they feel will be a right fit to do business for them mm-hmm. and with them. So, yeah, they will approach young women and 
as we see now in the age of internet where it's everybody can see what's going on it's yeah. it's trafficking yes yes it is mm -hmm. wow so yeah i mean i at that age i, mean, I was always mature before my beyond my years anyway and mm -hmm. actually left home when i was 16 and then like i want to go back and just say i did come from a home it had nothing to do with my parents it just felt like an age where I could do better yeah. on my own. Yeah. So me moving home wasn't, um, you know, any daddy issues or anything. It was no. just me wanting to. <laughs> <laughs> they always it was think just it's me wanting to emancipate myself and yeah. be the butterfly that I thought I was and think I am today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at that age, I feel like we're always. I don't know. Well, I'm, I don't want to say we're always, but like I know I was like a little bit rebellious and I wanted to do my own thing and I thought I knew I was right and knew everything about the world. And I think it's common around yeah, that sure. age, right? <laughs> yeah. And my parents being parents that they are, they let me know. Wow. That, uh, our door is always open for you. So yeah. we love you. Hey, good luck. But, you know, they always, I knew they knew I'd be back <laughs> eventually <laughs> at some point in my life. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, back to the gentleman that I met. Definitely, definitely they were on a lookout from the big city of Vancouver, bright lights, yeah, fast pace. And they came out to, to out of, that's where I was. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they were, they were, you know, keeping their eye, they're like eagles, keeping their eye out to see which young, you know, up and coming women would want to do business. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I met them. They made the lifestyle seem so appealing, which I already knew. You know, I read about it and see and pretty woman had just come out. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, we were all one to live the dream. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood just glamorized the whole thing. One hundred percent. One hundred percent our Vivian and our Richard Gere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a classic. So, but, yeah. <laughs> That's funny to watch. It's one of those classic movies that I can watch over and over again. Yes. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So unrealistic, but yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Hollywood movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so but, um, what happened next? So I didn't accept right away. I just thought these two were clowns and there's <laughs> no man that's going to do anything for me that I can't do for myself. Hey, you know, there we uh, go. Empowered woman that I was at 16. <laughs> so I let, you know, I let it fall by the wayside. I was just, I wasn't interested. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was actually not, it was about three months later and I was with my girlfriends and we were at a house party in Vancouver. And I mean, long story short, they ended up leaving and I was stuck in Vancouver. I had nowhere to go. Oh, no. I had maybe $12 in my pocket. And the only number that I had with me was that pimp. No. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Yeah, it was wild. It was really wild. Like, you can't, you can't break this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so I gave him a call and I said, I'm standing. He, of course, he came and picked me up. Yeah. And no strings attached. He said he would drive me back home the next day. But of course, you know, he still wanted to introduce the lifestyle and talk about it. He introduced me to another young lady that was his brother's girl, okay. working girl. 
Okay. And she was cool. She made it seem as spectacular as they wanted to make it seem. Right. And I said, I will think about it. So as promised, he did take me back home. Mm-hmm. And it was, just, it was just all my mind. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I thought, how exciting could this be? I was working at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. making back then I think it was like 825 an hour and oh my god wow <laughs> we were barely getting by my girlfriend and I we were both 16 and, and we had left home together so paying the bills making ends meet was just not cutting it yeah so I decided yeah I mean why not this is kind of something I've always wanted to try yeah and you just had to dive in yeah Oh my gosh, wow. So, and yeah. you, were, you were 16 So at I this called point. him, he came to pick me up. Yep. And I was ready. Yeah, he took me shopping and and he owned a, a hair salon in downtown Vancouver. Mm. So he gave me the whole makeover, you know, made you feel like the princess. Yes. And I sure did. Yeah, I was princess for a day. And later on that evening, yeah, it was your turn like to get up. And back then it was street walking. There was no internet. Yeah. Your life was, your life was the very wide and open host roles, and it was exciting. Wow. Wow. This is such a different world. Like, I, this is miles away from what I know in terms of sex <laughs> work nowadays. So. I mean, what do you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, my experience only as a dancer in strip clubs and also as a sugar baby and also just creating my own content like that's really really current but I mean I'm aware of other different types of sex work but like and I'm also aware of street level based sex work as well and I've also had like a couple different professors speak on the issue um as well in terms of like in the downtown east side and also um in terms of some of the, the street workers as well that need resources. So it's always yes. been in that light. Yeah. 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 That, I guess that is the more present day idealism of street walking. Like the, the yeah. women that you see on the streets now, they don't have anything close to the means and the privileges and the benefits of being a sex worker an independent sex worker or even one that works in an agency. Mm-hmm. They are seen as, um, which is the old stereotype of, of being a prostitute. And it's, yes. it's sad. It is really, but, really sad. Yeah, and it, it's, it exists. Yeah. But back then, I'm talking back in the 90s when I first got turned out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that I was forced because I definitely wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was a decision I made solely on my own. Mm-hmm. And back then, to to be a sex worker in the streets, 98% of the time you needed to have a management, which was back then pimps, which I feel like is <laughs> it's good to see it's more of a dying breed now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they still exist as well, but in a very like negative connotation and negative connotation way. of it. Yes, yeah, exactly. But yeah, if we go back to 1991, Wow. 16 years old, obviously underage. Yes. My Turning my first trick, it was, it was a little scary, but at the same time, I felt, I think it was more exciting than scary. Yeah? Yeah, it yeah. was, it was, <laughs> it was really <laughs> exciting for me. And I, I, you know, the car pulled up, 
we made our transaction and jumped in the car, handled the business, which really doesn't take long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. I was I was hooked. Basically, I guess that's you know that's where the term hooked comes from. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. turn your tricks and you just get hooked into the whole industry. There we go. It's fast money. Yes. Yeah, it's fast money. It's quick money and it's it's just easy. It was easy. If you have the mentality and the maturity and the want and the will, it just becomes easy. It wasn't not yeah. I mean Does it make it right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make it right? No. no. I mean I was a baby. When I look yeah. back in hindsight, I was a child. Yeah. And and but it never jaded me. Like I, I don't have ill will towards men. I didn't turn. I didn't have a cold heart or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just the evolution of everything. Like it didn't. It didn't negatively affect me. Mm, good. Well, I'm glad, and I'm glad. I mean, from what you're describing and what I'm hearing thus far, is that you had a pretty positive experience, at least starting out, or at least what you're sharing with me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Like. Did, what did it always come as easy for you? I'm sure there were some harder times or challenging days. Like I mean, like with any job, or of course, every job has its its challenges of and its ups and downs. And sometimes you feel like quitting, and sometimes it's just that's once you turn in at the end of the night and wake up, it's a brand new day. Yeah, and you just start all over again. Totally. Um, I. Uh, I don't know. I just always, I always, I felt like I was just meant to, to be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done other things in my life and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a mother. I've, I've gone to university. I've done other things, mm-hmm. but my mind and my heart always come back to sex work. And yeah. I was very fortunate that the streets didn't swallow me up. Yeah. I mean, it's not meant for everybody. It, it was, it was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. It was glamorous, and it was definitely scary. Yeah. Can you yeah. El- elaborate more on the scary part? I yeah, know, that's such absolutely. a it's such a general uh, question, but I just want to know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just want to hear no, your I mean, story and for your audience that doesn't know, and for the younger ladies that are in sex work who who can't even imagine mm-hmm. street walking c- compared to what we how we are. Evolved and yeah, yes, yeah, sitting back and posting an ad, and someone comes to find you. Yeah, and people have the luxury of screening now. Back yes. then, there was your screening was your gut instinct. Yeah, big so, difference. That's where the scary. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead, please. Yeah, so that's where the scariness comes from. You don't know whose car you're getting into. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. So, and you know, you you are told that your pimp's job is to be your security and everything. But no, that's not, that's, it was all fed lies. Yeah. You know, as women, we work, we looked out for each other. Mm-hmm. Screening back then was taking down a license plate, getting the make and the model of the car. If you're gone for more than half an hour, then, you know, back then we had pagers. Oh my God, pagers. <laughs> no, oh my God. Yeah, there was no cell phones. We had a, we had a, a little corner for the pay phone oh and a Motorola pager. Oh my God. <laughs> and our codes, yeah, codes were, you know, like 911, help, you know, I'm just call me back. And yeah. Yeah, that was, that was our screening. So when I say scary, you used to know whose car you were getting into. You didn't know if you were going to come back. You, when you had to go 
park, you were going to park down a dark, seedy alley, or mm-hmm. maybe if you got lucky, they would want to spring the $20 to go down to Pigeon Park and mm-hmm. get a, a hotel room for an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was luxury back then, and those rooms were disgusting. Yeah, and I'll just interrupt here um, for the international listeners. Um, there's a lot of Americans and lots of Europeans that listen, and also Australians and, G- and Germans um, that listen to the what? show as well. But yeah, it's a very international audience. But yeah, Pigeon Park is like right just a couple blocks away from the downtown east side, which I'm sure you can Google. And it's considered the worst. <laughs> it's considered the worst neighborhood in all of Canada. So it's kind of like, so. yeah, I mean, it's like Skid Row in L.A. It's along the lines of that. And unfortunately, it's just like a lot of mentally ill people there, a lot of displaced communities that wind up there. And a lot of times, a lot of prostitutes can be there. Pimps. Yes. You know, some drug addicts as well. But it's a, it's a mix of that. And I actually used to live down the street. I mean, Hastings is a long street, but <laughs> I still live oh, down wow. the street from the downtown east side. So just a little sidebar in case people are like, what's that? <laughs> just a little background info. But yeah, going back to like security and screening there and the non-existence of it. Like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There was, there was none of that. So you learned real quick how to use your street smarts and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and interact with um, not only the clientele that would circle and circle and come and you know it was like a it was like a meat market for real like we were all up there hustling and advertising ourselves by the way we dress the way yeah. we walked the mm-hmm. way we you know made eye contact it was it's just a whole different that was our advertisement we yeah. were our advertisement so Oh my god! Today is like apples and oranges. Like to me, today is just the breeze. I fucking love sex work in the age of the internet. Yes. <laughs> as you said, I mean, like you're branding yourself, you're marketing yourself by, um, I guess, it, yeah, the outfits you wear, how you do your hair, your makeup, the look, everything, the wink, everything. It all starts with the look. I mean, men are visual. Yes. So when you start with the look, everything else follows. And a lot of times, like, I know women nowadays, their gripe is that motherfuckers don't read their ad in entirety. So they're pissed <laughs> that they're asking questions that yes. easily displayed in their ad. you got to remember that these men are very visual first. Yes. So. <laughs> Do I cut them any slack for not reading? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I am also, <laughs> I know, I know how, how men are. I just, to me, it's, it's, it's just comedy. So do I get upset? No. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's just like, men don't know how to read. Men don't know boundaries yeah. and men don't know anything. <laughs> right. There's so much truth in that. So, so in a way, I was, I'm actually, uh, I have, I, I have no ill will towards sex work and where I came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can definitely still keep talking about that part. Um, yeah, and I spent three years in the industry mm-hmm. um, working the streets back then. I mean, because I was a minor, I was subjected to being in the lower east end of Vancouver. The high track was downtown. That's where everybody wanted to be. Yeah. But, I mean, I was I was a top also. No, I wasn't allowed to be there. And back then, cops were, law enforcement, they were a little bit more diligent towards that. They didn't want underage 
sex, you know, they felt you were being sex trafficked. And yeah. they they come by on a regular, which was nice. And, you know, they, they stopped and talk. We got comfortable with those that would come by and, you know, check up on us. And yeah. just making sure we were safe and between clientele and with also with our pimps and everything. Mm-hmm. So they were always diligent. So big ups to Vancouver PD for always being diligent and being supportive of, of us sex workers. Yeah. I mean, do you think that has shifted in recent years or? It's hard to say. Like I, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm an independent sex worker and I, I have been since I returned. I haven't, I haven't been a sex worker diligently this whole, you know, since I'm 45 now and I haven't, mm. I took time off, yeah. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. I, when I hung up my heels, I didn't think I would return to sex work, but here I am today, you know, yeah. I returned in 2013 and I freaking love it. Okay. But, um, I would, and I don't really, I don't really deal with law enforcement. I don't have yeah. a reason to. And yeah. It's unfortunate that there are ladies out there, or I shouldn't even just say ladies, but just uh, sex workers that mm-hmm. are, I guess, having a tough go at it with between clientele and yeah, and financial finances, and there's just different reasons to have and stalkers. Like I, oh, I, yeah. I have never, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But um, it's nice to know that hopefully with. Uh, this industry becoming decriminalized. I'm, I'm, I'll be the first one celebrating in the streets when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that, yeah, our industry has them as an ally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of opinions on this topic. I'm almost curious to hear everyone's, um, and people's attitudes, but it doesn't reflect anything. Like it's just, it's really just based on what your experiences have been. I feel. Of course. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. your your opinion and, matters, so. Hey, and I'm sure we all have them. Yes. I hope we all, I hope we all have opinions. our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice to see that there's so many groups if you are that are supportive with one another instead of the opposite. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, because I mean, we're all in this together, and it's, it's it can be a tough go for a lot of people. For myself, like I said, I find this line of work to be very easy, and mm-hmm. we can talk about that later on as well. But um, it's it, it's actually <laughs> funny. I was thinking about it earlier, and, yeah, because I had dropped out of high school, and I realized I got my PhD, my professional hoe degree, before <laughs> I even actually graduated from high school. That's it's <laughs> to me. It made me laugh. That might be sad for others. I don't know, but. I love <laughs> on the that. bright side it's not it's not a sad story no no it's a great story and I'm, I'm happy to share it here so but tell me about this return so you you've returned now you've been back in the industry for about eight eight years now and is that when you shifted more towards um your offerings of erotic massage yes ma'am and moving independently industry yeah Yeah. okay then the industry was geared towards servicing those that were picking me up and feeding my wallet but Mm -hmm. now i'm able to stand on my own two feet and this industry is mine this isn't i think sex industry has always been a woman's game it's just been they make more money whether it's pornography stripping Mm -hmm. any avenue any different genre of the sex industry it's women yeah it's a woman 
dominated industry. So when I returned, I just made it mine and I devoured it and and grabbed it by its balls. <laughs> so I'm, like, and it, it was more centered and geared towards myself. Like all the services that I offer are stuff that I enjoy doing. And if I enjoy doing it, me providing it for others is, is it's glorious and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Like how did and you? Eroticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eroticism. Like even 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 my own personal life, sex is to me is it's beautiful and. Mm-hmm. I've always had some pretty decent sex partners and it's all about foreplay and yes. using your five senses and just beginning with there and taking your time and making somebody feel pleasured and wanted and, and fulfilled. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like how, how did you re-enter or how did you plan your entry back into the industry and how did you... You mentioned it was like an like erotic massage was an emerging, I guess, um, profession at the time. Um, or how how would you describe this? Well, even back then, it, I live like I live in Nanaimo, uh, Vancouver. Back then, the sex industry was pretty pretty sparse. There was maybe a, a couple back then. It was Backpage and mm-hmm. Craigslist, and yeah. there was maybe only a very handful of ads for local women who are available okay. and one of my girlfriends is a very well-known dominatrix here mm-hmm. in Nanaimo and uh, she's made a great name for herself and I consider her a pillar of our community mm-hmm. and um, she hit me up one day and just said I have this dual request you down and I was like fuck yeah no hesitation <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yes I'm down <laughs> and I was a mother, like, I'm not was, I still am a mother, but my kids, <laughs> I was working a full-time square job, yes. nine to five, and hustling my ass off, and my kids were young, they were young-ish, mm-hmm. just hitting the t- teenage years, Yeah. so I wasn't ready to get fully immersed back into this industry, but yeah, she hit me up, and when we, we, yeah, we manhandled that duo. It was easy money and I loved it. And it, it just, it just opened me up again towards possibilities. So I said, whenever you have an opportunity for, for a duo, just, you know, find me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it began like that. And uh, the ball got rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the review boards exist and yes. the word got out that, well, Mistress Leilani, she has a new girl, and they, she's only available as a duo, and it just kind of snowballs from there. Wow. I love this. <laughs> I love it, too. Oh, I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you for, you know, letting others hear about it. This is an amazing thing that not only for our, my peers in sex work, but just for um, those who aren't aren't in sex work or mm-hmm. for clients who kind of want the behind the scenes into the mind of a sex worker, I think it's great. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I really just frame this podcast more on, on like an educational standpoint and for people who are just really curious and who are open-minded in terms of, you know, hearing what it is really like is instead of um, all the things that were fed in, in the media in the paper, oh. <laughs> online, you know, oh, it's the same man. old, same old, and it's just tiresome. <laughs> oh, 
but why are they gonna focus on the negative? There's I so know. Much more, there's so much more positiveness to it. I positivity. know. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not all. Yeah, we're not the stereotypes. There, are, there are some very amazing, well-rounded people that work and 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 choose to be that. Yes. And why can't they just be, be. that? Yeah. Why can't we just be? <laughs> Yes, it's just so simple, you know. <laughs> All yes, right, ma'am. So news started, you know, news started coming out that hey, there's this new person in town, aka you, <laughs> that you were doing duos with your colleague. And yes. when did you decide that you wanted to start? getting back into this full time because you were just it sounds like to me you're just kind of like dipping your toes back into it only available for duos when was that point or the aha moment where you're like okay I'm gonna just dive right in both feet in (laughs) and we're gonna do this the aha moment became the moment I did that first duo with her oh but you know, being able to reinvent myself, like this is mm-hmm. this is mine, and it's mine to own and to to harness and to and you know, girl, ladies are today or sex workers are branding themselves mm-hmm. and making this. It, it's your your business. So is, when, yeah. when I had to offer that opportunity to decide, do I want to do this full time, part time, no time, anytime, it it was a no brainer. I you know, I quit my job became a full-time sex worker and I'm grateful for her because she I mean she had her, her own income mm-hmm. I obviously was a mother and I I couldn't justify having another place yeah and so she she let me work out of her income I knew I, I just knew I didn't want to give my money to nobody else so I was always in a hundred hundred and ten percent independent yes yes and not knocking agencies I mean hey agencies are a great start for any any person who is interested in, in maybe trying to be a sex worker, whether it's massage, erotic massage to full service, they mm-hmm. give you a great start. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not knocking agencies. I just knew for myself, independent was the way to go. And yeah. so, yeah, that independency was able, I, I, and I was ready, like I said, to grab this business by the balls again <laughs> and just show what I can actually do in this industry mm-hmm. and how I kind of niche myself Yeah, is even though I am full service, but I, I call myself a sexual healer and a caregiver. Like I, I put a lot of time and effort. It, it goes down to everything, like everything from my advertising to my wording to how I correspond with potential clientele and everything that I do within a date Mm. everything is done with a purpose and that purpose is to let my clientele feel valued feel appreciated and leave feeling what they came they they approached me for Mm mm-hmm yeah, definitely. And and you offer a whole range of services. I took a peep <laughs> on your website. <laughs> Got to do my research, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you offer I quite a bit. I expect nothing less from you, Steph. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I don't just bring anyone onto my show. So, 
Got to awesome. bet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than like girlfriend experience, the full service work that you offer and standard like erotic massage and stuff, a couple things stood out as well that you offer that I don't see on other sex worker um, ads and stuff too. So stuff like cuddling, as I mentioned earlier, manscaping, lifestyle parties. I want to hear all about this. And of course, I definitely, yeah, and Nuru. I want to hear about Nuru as well, which is like one of the reasons I brought you on here. But now this, <laughs> this conversation is like so much more fascinating. So <laughs> uh, Don't worry, I got time. I got time for you. <laughs> we can chat forever. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Where do you want to yeah, start? Like, sessions, there's, there's so many. Those sessions all kind of go ahead. Oh, sorry. This, yeah, like, where do you want to start? Because there's just so many, like, so many great I know. services where, you offer. Where do we start? We Up start with, I guess, experiencing sessions that I or dates I I had previously, and then you kind of get to know your clientele, and mm-hmm. then you, I mean, a very astute escort will be very in tune to what their clientele needs. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of yeah, you you start letting your your mind go forward and to be the best hoe you can be. You're here to <laughs> service and hey, you're not here to be a stepping stone or anything or someone's sex toy, but you are here to service and give your clientele the things that they need. So that's when I started branching out and offering besides besides the GFE experience, I started offering just kind of side I don't like the term menu. Menu to me is just, I'm, I'm not a fast food restaurant. No, so no. I don't list a lot of, yeah, I don't list a lot of acronyms, details, restrictions. Yes. Everything just flowed naturally. And everything, everything is, your mileage may vary. Y, M, M, B. Gentlemen, mm. don't assume that we just do everything. It's all based yeah. on you. If you come with your best foot forward, the more probably mileage you'll get. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those those sessions are tailor made for those that I, I say whatever your your desires or the needs that you're searching searching to kind of you know, scratch your back and also what your budget is. Yeah, I live in Nanaimo. It's pretty small. I'm not in the big city. If I was in the big city, my my rates would be so much more <laughs> yeah. but I mean I'm an anonymous so I I might I am considered more I guess a, a high-end lady here in mm-hmm. Nanaimo and well deserving because I'm very good at what I do and I take pride and I I respect those that take the time to come and see me yeah and especially for my repeat clientele that that definitely shows me that you're you're happy with what I do yeah so yeah, there's all there's always benefits to loyal loyal return clients. Of course, yeah. I mean, sometimes like how I look at it, sometimes you just need like I focus all my energy on my regular clients. I try not to expend so much energy on getting new ones. You know, absolutely. I don't know if yeah. anyone else shares that same experience, but that's kind of how I do it. I just want to like nourish the people oh, yeah. that are already here and they're already like fans. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's just that's where you start. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that, um, yeah, that, are, that that pay the bills. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, you never neglect your loyal customer. No. And so good for you. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about <laughs> Nuru, because this is something I've seen just a few times 
on Twitter, and I did a little bit of Googling, a little bit of Wikipedia-ing, but if you wanted to explain what Nuru is, as it is your specialty, I'm sure the audience would love to hear all about it. Uh, I have coined <laughs> Nuru the adult playground, and it is some, it's an experience that I think everyone should experience at least once in their life. Yeah. Um, I first got put onto Nuru. I, wa- I saw my first, uh, maybe porn, who knows? Anyway, a porn version <laughs> of Nuru Massage. It was like 2011. That was oh, a long time ago. Oh my God. Yeah, that was like 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. What's the time ago? <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't even back at sex work at them, but I saw the video. Yeah. And I was so mesmerized by the new gel. The massage, yeah, the massage looked good and everything, but yeah. it was this new gel. And I don't know if you, upon your wiki searches or anything, if you have seen the consistency of yes. gel. Have you? Yeah, I Googled it. <laughs> I Googled, like, what is this? And yeah, like... you, and this, it, <laughs> fantastic yeah and like, like who doesn't want their body immersed in neuro gel yes yes so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i just all it was always in the back of my mind like i said i wasn't i had to dip my toe back into sex work but like it, it was in my mind so the moment i had my very first impulse to myself i the next day i was on amazon i was like ordering i wanted my mattress i ordered gel i ordered everything that i thought i would need to set up this whole neuro environment and it was the best decision i made in my life yeah oh my gosh yeah we just opened the door to a whole new pleasure world of the www.com and that's the wonderful world of sporting yes it's just yeah <laughs> and i marketed I the shit out of neuro and nobody else was really offering it i don't even think on the island maybe somebody in Victoria, but I'm not too sure, but I was, I was one of the first to offer it as a session here in Nanaimo and I Ooh. haven't turned my back on it yet. It's wow. just, it's, it's glorious. And, uh, yeah, we can talk more about that too. Yeah. Can you, can you explain? I'm sure we will. <laughs> yes, please pl- explain to the audience. Cause like what I briefly know about it from the again like the wikipedia search that i did on nuru <laughs> it was something that originated in japan and yes. it is like this slippery uh like it's yes. it's got some viscosity that's the word that's what yeah. it means in japanese slippery. yes slippery substance and it's like a body-to-body massage or body-to-body um, slide i don't know how to describe it you're yeah. the expert here <laughs> hey, now you got me walking around my, i'm already rubbing my nipples just thinking about it it's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're turning me on we're just talking about it <laughs> well it looks like a lot of fun seriously <laughs> it is it is that's why i say it's the adult playground um yeah it's body-to-body and fully naked I want my clientele to actually feel like porn version of everything is always exaggerated. Yes. And bless them. I love it. I mean, it's what turned me on to the whole room extravaganza to begin with. But I want my clientele to kind of just lay there and let me take the reins and slide and stand and use every part of my body to make them feel good. Wow. And I I used to have a mirror. So they could actually see me. Oh. And I took away the mirror because I wanted them to just to lay there and kind of guess which part of my body was 
touching them from wow head to toe yeah oh my gosh <laughs> i know it's exciting i'm oh, getting man. so <laughs> excited right now <laughs> just for just for introducing me to your pod people i would actually give you a free new room there we gonna, go. Do you need the experience but anyway we'll talk about that <laughs> later once we're off the air yes <laughs> okay so continue so yes this like full body to body fully nude body slide oh my gosh so obviously like it gets it gets a little messy it's messy but Mm. even when i first began like the day i received all of my stuff i had a friend come over and we tried it out Mm -hmm. it was trial and error and i realized um, you can't just do this without getting wet first. So it's a, mm-hmm. we always start with a shower, uh, a really hot shower, and getting, you know, tantalizing those senses. You want to, like, beautiful soap smells and feeling my wet body and soapy body on yours and getting you excited to what's going to happen after later on wow. the air mattress. But um, <laughs> oh my I'll never forget how when we got out of the shower, how cold it was. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to give a new room massage. Yeah, I mean, I did step in the gel and everything, but that was not enough. It was oh, no. It was a horrible experience. Oh, no. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just exciting because, you know, your, <laughs> your adrenaline's going. It's something new, and it's exciting, and you're feeling body to body, and it was great. Yeah. But at the same time, heat is vital. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I can't imagine like I mean yeah as you said it's gonna be trial and error for that first time <laughs> maybe his first few times yeah. you know until you are, are like okay this is how you do it this is how you apply it <laughs> yeah I kind of wow. wish I could go back and see like my very first neuro massages I mean now I feel like I'm a wizard I'm just I'm a slippery wizard who will make you feel great mm-hmm. but um where were we I honestly, yeah, I got distracted. I felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting wet right now. Like this is hot. (laughs) And that's actually something I offer just as a session in itself is Mm -hmm. my soapy showers because people were really loving the, I call it Don, the hors d'oeuvre of the new experience. It's the shower in itself is exciting. So I just started offering that as a, a solo session because oh. the soapy shower is mind-blowing. <laughs> I got a good job <laughs> utilizing every part of my body and getting somebody clean. And that's also a benefit for myself because, mm-hmm. well, you, I've cleaned you. So I know I will. you will have definitely more mileage once you've been fully clean. Yes. To your standards, right? So... <laughs> Yes, yes, it's Miss it's, it's LV approved. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. more prone to put everything into my mouth if you are fully cleaned. Yes, yes. Sometimes it's just like yeah. other, like some, I've heard some horror stories too about <laughs> men just not <laughs> fully cleaning themselves or maybe not knowing how to clean themselves. <laughs> like, I've heard so many stories on this podcast. Like, <laughs> it's all facts. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a true story. They're not they're not made up stories. They no. happen. So sometimes <laughs> sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands. And gentlemen, they will be very grateful. They I don't think any of them would detest um, or turn down a soapy shower. 
<laughs> totally. Yeah. And I love how it's like an add-on service, you know? Like, yeah. A good upsell. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And especially during the summer. So anybody out there who's never experienced a soap shower and it's a hot day, look me up. I'm, yeah. I'm down. I don't mind getting my hair wet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after the soapy shower, your signature soapy shower, walk me through the experience and then now you're drawn, you're now at the air mattress and yes. are you standing? How do you apply the Nuru? Like, it looks so slippery. Like, <laughs> you know? I know. It's so glorious. I, I can't get enough of it. Um, but, yeah, I I lead my gentleman or a couple or, you know, whoever is entertaining me for that mm-hmm. time slot. I They get comfortable on the air mattress. And hopefully it's warm enough. Mm-hmm. And my Nuru gel is always warm enough and I start to slather them with just 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 paint their whole body with warm neuro gel yeah and then I do myself and we're both you know we're both so shiny and I'm not the darkest skin but my dark skin you can almost see your face in the reflection (laughs) of my skin wow (laughs) it's that it's that it is that transparent and just goopy and whatever you see is just your eyes aren't your eyes aren't bugging you are that coated and wow (laughs) yeah and then the massage begins I like I said then I introduce my body to theirs very slowly and do my magic wow wow this sounds incredible like I want I want to try this like (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Vancouver Island I'm going to give you a call (laughs) (laughs) You will. I will. I will. Definitely. Like I said, everyone needs to experience it at least once in their life. Yes. And um, it was. It was. Yeah. It was so popular when I, because I was the only one providing it here. So mm-hmm. I was inundated with with people that hadn't experienced it before, or they were maybe sold a a fake version of a new room massage. I I, I hear that countless of times. Oh how, my gosh! Really? Uh, maybe some. Pro- yeah. How providers oh, are offering a new room massage, and then all of a sudden on a bed and baby oil and, and maybe tits sliding up and down their back, which is, I mean, that's glorious too, but that's not, it's not the same. Yeah. I imagine it's definitely uh-huh. not the same kind of viscosity or feel to it at all. No, no, it's totally different. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's still beautiful to begin with, but mm-hmm. no, you need to be totally immersed in the whole authentic world. Yeah. So, that sounds incredible. Yeah. I love this intro to Nuru. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, more people will be into this or like maybe something that the, they'll want to offer or something that they want to experience. Because I have had like a lot of clients actually <laughs> um, ask some of the other full service um, workers on my podcast <laughs> for oh, bookings. Oh, yeah. Nice. So hopefully... Listeners in Vancouver Island. Yeah. More people that get on board, they'll it could be just a whole Nuru Nation and the Nuru world like I said will be a better place. I love that. <laughs> Nuru Nation hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <Hey. laughs> I love that too. I would put that in my album. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> Nuru was already taken a long time ago. But oh damn. That's I, a good I, one. I I secretly coin myself as one. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for the introduction there. Um, there are actually a bit of questions that came in for yourself from the audience. So I feel... Wonderful. 
It's, it's time to go into that. So let's do that. Um, the first question is, what are the do's and don'ts for customers to know? And they didn't really say in terms of like what service. So you're free to answer that, oh. whoever you choose. Yep. Um, definitely do's are always respect first and foremost. Um, yes. Yeah, first and foremost is respect and and listening and and enjoying yourself mm-hmm. and our bodies are are you know they're here for both of our pleasures but listen to it listen to what we say and feed off our cues and it'll be a good time uh, mm-hmm. i mean everyone's different for myself i'm pretty easy flowing like i said i don't have a menu of restrictions mm-hmm. but it all starts with communication like i i have I'm at, i've actually been very fortunate i've never had an asshole come to my door. I've, I've okay. never felt scared for my safety at any point. So I, I give okay. props to all my clients who may be listening or not listening. You guys have all been great to me, which makes this industry even so much more of a blessing to be in. Mm-hmm. So um, don't. Well, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and be clean. Man. I mean, all the same things that we should just know as a, as a, as a human being. Just do and don't go. Yeah. Right? It should be really simple. Yeah. It is simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is a nice one. Um, how much do you miss newspaper ads? <laughs> <laughs> Such a great question. <laughs> okay, here we go dating me again. <laughs> it's so funny. That's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> So good. <laughs> no, I know I said I was before the internet time, but I actually never posted no. an ad in like the Georgia Strait or the, the classified ad. But yeah. I looked at them all and I thought they were mm. fascinating. I love they were great nostalgia. And if people still have them, hold on to them because Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 like I said, nostalgia. But <laughs> it's a piece of history. <laughs> it is history. <laughs> Totally, right? Oh, I don't goodness. even know. Yeah, the good old wanted ads for, yes. um, I can't remember what they were classified under. Uh, I personal? think personal ads. Yeah, personal. Because <laughs> I used to look at those too. I'm like, ooh, wow, like, she looks so pretty. Yeah. Like, that guy looks really hot. <laughs> Total throwback uh, for all y'all. <laughs> that was a throwback, yeah. TV, TBF. Throwback Friday. <laughs> um, Sunday. Have you ever injured yourself or your client when sliding around? <laughs> These are golden. Well, I have a feeling this person probably had an accident. <laughs> and that's why they're asking. Um, I personally have not. And like I stated earlier, it's a trial and error kind of mm-hmm. experience. Like I guess a woman could probably feel like, oh, I've seen this on video. I could do a good job. But no, it's slippery. That's the surface is incredibly slippery and I have never I just kinda of went gung ho and I have never had an accident. But I have had clients who Oh no. <laughs> and so I always leave them alone now because I when it's time when it it's all said and done and it's time to go re shower and get all the slippery substance off you. I I don't want to watch them try to get off the air mattress because, <laughs> because they <laughs> think about like oh 
Yikes, I shouldn't, like a fish out of, we'll say a fish out of water. Yeah. It's pretty comical. Yeah. yeah they're, yeah. they're fumbling around and they're, <laughs> yeah. So I just immediately now just go straight to the shower. I, I, I leave them some slippers because we don't want to sit. Oh my god! Slipping gosh. on the linoleum. No. And I never touch the bottom of their feet anymore. Mm. Um, just because once they get up and they try to step into the shower, I almost had a, yeah, oh, no. a fatal accident. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just dying on the inside, but you know, a few people have fallen off. I actually introduced a duo with one of my girlfriends, and she had never. Work with experience new room before and okay. we were trying to give a duo and then she went sliding and slipping off into the wall it's just really funny like it's if these things happen just chalk yeah. it up as as comedy and yes. not a fail exactly just, <laughs> just own it if to you just laugh it off like who doesn't want to laugh at life exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I always give disclaimers to my clients that if you are doing new room please put the slippers on Please grab the handrails when you re-enter the shower, and <laughs> nobody gets hurt. <laughs> safety first. <laughs> safety first, y'all. Yeah, safety first. Nobody dies. Nobody it's all fun. Dies. <laughs> oh, this is so good. I haven't laughed this hard. <laughs> get my episodes. So good. <laughs> um, how was the transition um, of sex work when the internet came along? Oh. Man, apples to oranges, night and day. It was yeah. it was peaceful. It was amazing. So, yeah, once you go through sex work as a streetwalker to where, I mean, I don't personally screen, and I give props to the ladies that feel like that is um, what Necessary. they need to do. Yeah, and hey, do what you have to do because I mean, this is a very dangerous industry and. Mm. You do need to take precautions. You want to be able to wake up and enjoy your family and life. Yeah. And no one deserves to take the life of somebody else, especially when this is such an easy way to get into someone's... I mean, if you're that kind of mindset, it's it's an easy way to get in. So women that Mm -hmm. scream, I applaud you. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that would be probably the, the benefit that I would see with transitioning from street work to online is that you are able to take matters into your own hands it's it's more of an empowered industry now it is definitely more and of you can work for self yes. you can work for self you can do everything your branding your everything is you say and you make a great living from it yes I love all of this mm-hmm. so much truth in this that's awesome I'm so glad you were able to like just share your story in terms of like um, like a positive light on street, um, street-based work. Because, again, it's a topic yeah. that I'm never going to speak about. It's a topic that I don't know anyone personally that have done it. And, again, it's just that negative light that's being shone on it. And this is so cool. refreshing to hear this kind of perspective. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, and that's great because I feel like I've gone full circle from that time as a 12-year-old. I found that book yeah. called The Happy hooker yeah and here i am 45 years old and still going returning to this industry and i feel like i'm that fucking happy hooker i'm i love it that's incredible so freaking cool um (laughs) there's just two more questions here so 
What are your thoughts on Perb and Merb? And for those who don't know, those are like um, erotic review boards where you can give reviews, where clients can give reviews, public reviews. And yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on it? I've heard great, like good and bad things from both like, sides. The good, it is. It's the good, the bad, and the fucking ugly. Yeah. I, I like I say, like, there were review boards coming up as in my early years and before the industry. So I, mm-hmm. we don't, to me, they don't really serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a, it's a boys club to, yes. to just be douchey and trashy. And they think they're trying to be helpful to maybe a woman's business, but I think a woman knows her business. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to have men to validate themselves yes. or to legitimize themselves. And I just, I, uh, I guess I have a mixed reaction to it. Like, I personally still kind of utilize it for advertising mm-hmm. or just that being a voice towards those douchery reviews and, oh, and yes. entitled and this misogynist words that they spew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, they, I mean, they exist and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I've recently become do not review because they're not conducive to my business i don't yeah. need a review to validate what i do i know what i do and i do it well my right. clients know that's why i have so many repeat clientele because of the service i don't need someone to broadcast it to the world and i don't want i don't really want to read about it yeah yeah i hear and you then, totally cool, so cool. hopefully those that hear me um, yeah, I'm um, do not review. I kind of made that decision probably about a month ago. I like that. So I hope people respect it. Yeah, I, I don't mind recommendations if you maybe come across something on Merb, Turt, well, not Turt. Yeah, I'll go to Toronto one, but mm-hmm. um, or, or any review board for that matter. I don't mind recommendations. And if you are a reviewer, just keep, you know, keep it, keep it enlightening yeah and you are reviewing human beings yeah be human yeah like it's people's livelihoods these are people's jobs it's not just like a you know just people think it's like a google review or like yelp five star you know like and there's just nasty people out there that just want to destroy businesses and i'm honestly like really sick and tired of hearing about this kind of shit it's awful yeah it is awful it is awful, and I, I've actually been pretty blessed. I have never had a negative review, so good for me. But yeah. I, did, I, uh, I, I could do without review boards, to be honest. Yeah. And I can see why so many ladies in the industry are pretty much the same, have the same, share the same sentiments in that. Yeah, I hear, I've definitely heard all sides of the story <laughs> for this. Absolutely. So. And usually it's the same sentiment that you have that – they could really care less. Like um, sex workers, sex yeah. workers could really care less for the reviews. So no, yeah, <laughs> they do me no justice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I guess the last question here is: What are your thoughts on the missing woman in the downtown east side? Oh, uh, it's it's heartbreaking. It really is. It is. Like I said, like sex workers are easy easy prey for. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're sick. They're sick people who who would even have the audacity to take someone's life for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these are our lives to live and nobody deserves to take it from any of us. Yeah. 
So it's, I mean, it's hard. Um, a lot of the missing women, I mean, I'm half indigenous myself mm-hmm. and I have luckily haven't had any family member or anyone close to me go missing, but even if I don't know you, I feel it. Yeah. So, yeah. And a lot of, I guess the targets, especially for sex, you know, indigenous sex workers, they are easily persuaded all for the almighty dollar. Right. So it's like, it's, it's like, you know, when you were a kid and like, don't get in the white van if he's offering you candy, yeah. you know, puppies, it's kind of the same thing. Money is a very big influence and mm-hmm. it's, it's sad. Like all money is definitely not good money and you just got to yeah. use your gut and try to be as safe as you can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's disheartening. It, it, it breaks my heart too, that we're still seeing indigenous women and just, just women and sex workers in general. Yeah. Being yeah. Easy targets. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Wild. Well, that is the last question. I hate to end it on a low note. So I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so light. Like and... I, I, I will definitely meet you in life at some point. I mean, yes. you're just across the wide, vast ocean here. But yeah, you will definitely <laughs> get a new massage. <laughs> yes, please. I will definitely let you know. I love Vancouver Island. I was, I was just there. Gosh, when was I just there? A couple months ago before all the <laughs> restrictions started getting crazy? Yeah, the re-restrictions, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, end of last year. End of last year, I'm like, a couple months ago. Like, <laughs> 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 Everything's like, all, all like turning big, into one. It's all one big blur. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But before I let you go, where can we find you? Uh, Basically, just through my website, I guess, www.missladyvanessa.com. You can find outlets how to reach me from there, whether it's Trist. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everybody start utilizing Trist a little bit more. They are actually sex work based. Yes. And because if I didn't have to use Leolist, man, fuck, I would not use Leolist. <laughs> but I mean, that's where a lot of my, um, uh, you know, my clientele comes from. And even if mm-hmm. the internet didn't exist, I would thrive. But um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Where am I? What? At Vanessa. I don't even remember. I don't use yeah. Twitter as much totally. as I should. And I should because it's fucking free advertising. Who doesn't right? like free advertising? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be gosh. a fool not to use it, but I just start using it a little more. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, should because that's how I found you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how I connected. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I love it. Oh. You're awesome. This has been a great experience. I was so nervous to begin with. And who knew? Yeah, see, it wasn't too bad. You're all nervous coming in here. I'm like, girl, just illy fine. <laughs> I was. I feel like, you know, yeah, very Oprah-like. I love it. You're doing a good oh, thing. Oprah. Oh, my God. I'm crying here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You cry a few times. <laughs> this is great. I mean... Lady Vanessa, it was great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time and the insight, the incredible insight that you have provided my audience with and the perspective because, again, it's just something that we don't hear a lot about. So I really, truly thank you. And also for you to introduce us to the lovely, slippery, fun world of Nuru, (laughs) which I am going to have to try like I'm telling you once I'm getting vaccinated next week I'm like I need to get this like this is on my bucket list now (laughs) 
Oh, so. and while you're saying that, and I, you know, I, I do appreciate you inviting me onto your show. It's been uh, truly a pleasure. It's my thing. And fun. Hey. Hey, thank you. But uh, if anybody in this universe has or knows or can lead me to a place to get a new branded Nuru mattress, I am in need. Oh. My, my good old faithful. She, yeah, she's, uh, she's recycled now. So I need, oh. and I haven't been able to offer for the last three weeks. So mm. if anybody out there has a new mattress to what, I'd be most appreciative. And I got money. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pl- plug into the show notes along with all of your links, everything where we can find you, etc, etc. But it is Strip by Sia on Instagram. It's Strip by Sia or my personal Sia Steph on Twitter. I'm Steph Sia with my personal name because that's how I roll. And it's new episodes every single Sunday. Don't forget to like, rate, share, review, and subscribe. And I'll catch you all in for another episode next week. Bye. You're listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellantarama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabber.